The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is director Kamani Ray Smith. And we're going to be talking about his exciting new movie entitled The Painter. Welcome to the show, Kamani. Thank you for having me, Jam. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. took us on quite the journey on this movie, for sure. <laughs> and I don't want to give mm-hmm. anything away because... Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You just can't yeah. give anything away. You just have to... Everybody will just have to seek it out before we even start talking about it because they have to know what we're talking about, for sure. All Absolutely. right. <laughs> so the audience does know what we're talking about. Kamani, why don't you give a brief synopsis of what The Painter is all about? The Painter, to me, in my words, is an action-packed story about a dysfunctional family. <laughs> a highly dysfunctional family. Good way to put it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a drama sprinkled with with uh, with some action. Yeah, it's it's about a kind of ex-CIA hitman assassin who has a special ability, a gift that was given to him, uh, not given to him, but was it happened to him and when he was younger and he has this kind of hyper acute sense of hearing which kind of aids him in his daily life of of a hitman. And then a tragic accident happens and he quits the business and we kind of pick him up 17 years later. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I don't, I don't know how I'll do. Uh, I think that's good. That was a good, yeah. very good, excellent, yeah. you know. And there we begin. You've yeah. got a great cast. Charlie Weber, who is in How to Get Away with Murder, mm-hmm. is wonderful in this film. He really is. Is this his first real lead in a in a movie or has he been in other you No, know, I, I don't know. I know I know he's been in so much, but yeah, this could be like one of the first. I don't know for sure though. I, I yeah. can't I can't say. But I, yeah, he to me he is a leading man. Like that. Yes. he's got all the characteristics of a leading man. Yes. Good looking guy, beautiful eyes, his voice is like silk. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He really is. And he does ca- when you can't take your eyes off an actor, that's when you mm. know they've got it. <laughs> it, yeah, the, it factor. the it factor. And he's Absolutely. one of them. And he he's really, really good in this film and you can't take your eyes off of him. He's really, really good. And he's standing up toe-to-toe with the incomparable John Voight, who is always interesting to watch on the screen. Always, always, always. And he doesn't disappoint in this role no. at all. No. And um, so uh, let's talk about the casting because in the, yeah, let's just talk about the casting. How did you, okay. you were obviously involved in the casting process. Mm. How did you end up choosing Charlie Weber? And then we'll talk about how did John Voight get attracted Voight to this involved? project? Okay. Um, this whole kind of project came together. The um, executive producer, uh, Stephen Paul, I don't know if you're familiar with him, his company. And he kind of had this, I was working as a stunt coordinator. I come from a stunt company background mm-hmm. and I was working for him on a few of his films as a stunt coordinator he came to me one day and just said hey I have this idea and I'd like you to direct it and I was just like what oh okay sure let's go so he pitched me the idea of the painter and just loved it and we took like a year to kind of develop it got writer on board Brian and um, yeah and then like a year later we were shooting it so wow that's fast yeah it was super fast yeah and, and, yeah and so because it, this is like I said his idea and his baby he had a lot to do with the casting like I I was there you know I I put my input in but it was him 
Poland, he's an old kind of Hollywood. He's been there for years, veteran, and he knows a lot of people. So it's just him pulling strings and, and getting the right people. And we had a great casting director, uh, Fern Champion. She, she was amazing. So she brought brought forth some great actors and, and put, put together a great cast. Yes, she did. Definitely. So is it because of um, the producer that John Voight got involved with this? I mean, do yeah. they have a long history together, perhaps maybe both being in the business for a long time? Yeah, I think they're actually like, uh, I think it's, he's actually John's manager. Oh, <laughs> I, I think if, if I recall, yeah, I think it's his manager, and they, they're biz- they have a business together. They're business partners as well. So um, I think, and they've just been friends for for eons. So yeah, like he's in like ninety percent of of Stevens movies, John. Oh, so I think okay. it was just like just rolled him over. It's just like you want to be a part of this, yep. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Oh, he's just—he's so legendary. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And you know, I mean, being eighty plus, this guy is amazing. Like, he's such an artist. He just loves the 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 artistry of filmmaking and and acting. Like, he would go out. He would get the script before. He would break it all down. He'd call me up. He would be giving me ideas, get together with the cast on his own time, either on the phone or in person and go through the scenes with them and like work it. And just a legend and, and such a great man. And he, he like, and strong. Like I, I can tell how strong he is for, for 80 plus years. He is a strong man. He was throwing me around, like showing me some fight moves and tossing me around. Like I was a rag doll. You're kidding. It's amazing. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. No, not S- at all. Since you oh, are, yeah. yeah. Since that's yeah. what you do, you've done for a living is be, you know, a stunt man totally. uh, for years uh, prior to yeah. directing this. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, it's great to see so many of our legendary actors continuing their careers when they're mm. in their eighties and nineties. Rita Moreno is still acting and she's 92 and she looks amazing. <laughs> amazing. I met her at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival last year. She sat in front of me and then the next night we walked out together. That's oh, really man. quite That's nice, so cool. you know, for her film that was uh, premiering at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. But she's absolutely amazing in person, you know, I oh. mean, truly stunning. So it's great that these wonderful actors have kept somehow their longevity and their energy. Yeah and are able to continue to not only act, but to act really well, you know, continuing to do that. I think it's their passion, right? They never get bitter. They never get, of course, you have your ups and downs in in any kind of industry, but once you have that drive and that passion, like, and just that work ethic, nothing beats it. It's like, you just feel so blessed being there and and happy and it continues, you know, if you keep that, keep that alive, just keep that energy going forward. I agree. I mean, I think I hope we, hopefully we all get that. Yes, I was going to say, you know, and I think that's yeah. true for everybody, you know, on the planet. If you're not passionate about what you do, then life loses a little bit of its joy. Before I started this, this was my passion project. This is what I call mm-hmm. it, you know, my passion project, because it's what I'm passionate about, talking about movies and how they get yeah. made in the background of them and giving a voice to independent and documentary filmmakers and, and anybody who has anything to do with the film industry, anybody from behind the scenes. I've interviewed kinds of interesting people, editors yeah. and IMAX camera yeah. man who does everything for uh, Chris Nolan and just really fascinating people. It keeps me going too, to have that many interesting It's such a wide range of different positions in the film business. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that you guys give them a voice like like people like you. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So let's get back to this movie. So you put it together in such a short period of time. Did you film during the pandemic, after the pandemic? When did you, you know, so many people were still talking about Uh, filming during that time period. Yeah, this was during the pandemic, kind of closer to the tail end. We 
completed filming at the end of 2022. Okay. So yeah, so it's just kind of tailing off. Still all the COVID precautions and, and masking and, and distancing and all that. So it was a little bit challenging. And then we got like, we shot this film in Vancouver and, and we got like on our first day it was a record snowfall, <laughs> which was Kidding. super challenging. Oh, like, no. it, like, yeah, it's like the last thing you would expect. It doesn't snow that often in Vancouver. And uh, yeah, it just dumped down and, and it was crazy. But it was kind of like that blessing in disguise because it gave so much production value to the project. I was going to yeah, say yeah. that because you utilized yeah. it very well. Absolutely. You <laughs> yeah. had to. You, yeah. you had to embrace it. Okay. I think it was the, the main thing was like on that first night, it was just getting crew and cast home safe because it was, you know, we worked until like one in the morning or one or three. And it was just getting people home because it was so miserable out mm. and, and like like three feet of snow and like driving wow. conditions were horrendous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Should put cots up and have everybody sleep at the yeah. studio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some blankets. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, we weren't at a studio. We we're on location. So oh. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it even more yeah. difficult then. Oh, for it was, sure. For yeah, sure. Well, challenging. I always like to ask what was the most difficult part of filming, but you just told me yeah, that, <laughs> that, was, was that was very challenging. Probably the but, most. But, high, but highly, like we embraced it. Like we, it brought so much. I, I feel just this sleepy, snowy town. You know, it really gave to it. But I, I think challenging. Uh, I think the most challenging, besides the weather aspect of it and the COVID aspect of it I think was um, you know schedules you know what I mean like with this kind of the amount of work that we had to do in short amount of time is just getting your days and, and you know making sure you give enough time for the, the certain things and, and how to sacrifice for other things you know <laughs> just to keep the ball moving keep the, keep the film going you know mm-hmm. um, I think that, that that was the a challenge but I love challenges you know yeah. I think I think this business is all about problem solving you know I, I think yeah. it's the fun aspect of it so and I think that's the direct that's the director's job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Producer, producers, and director. Yeah. yeah. To, uh, yeah, definitely do that. Now, how did you, I mean, how did you end up becoming a stunt man, a stunt coordinator? And you've worked, <laughs> you know, worked in the industry for a long time doing that. A long time. Yeah. 30 years. I think how I got into it was my, I had like a crush, a boyhood crush on Lee Majors of the Fall Guy. Uh-huh. And I was always kind of like a daredevil kid doing, you know, skateboarding, snowboarding mountain bike BMX kind of kid and dancing I was really heavily into the break dancing scenes of growing up in gymnastics martial arts so I was always kind of doing that but when I saw Fall Guy saw this character the major's character and I was like what that's an actual profession like to be a professional stuntman like what and so that kind of opened my eyes like oh there's like an industry like all the things I used to watch it's like oh yeah somebody had to make that you know when you're younger you just think oh they're just giving me this information and I'm just watching it and, and being entertained but there's actually an industry behind it that, that puts forward. So it kind of made me open my eyes and be like, oh, there's a career here. And so that kind of sparked me to get into it. So I started doing like commercials, like a lot of breakdancing commercials. And then I saw in the newspaper, there was a, a film school that was had this kind of stunt training program. I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> so I just kind of picked up, left home, moved, moved to a different city. To where go to where were school. you living when you saw that? Uh, I, I was living in a place called Victoria. It's in Canada. It's uh, it's an island off of uh, 
Vancouver. Uh huh. Yes, yeah. I've been there. I've and been to that yeah, island. Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. There. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, gorgeous. My, I, yeah, my mom and my brother still lives there. Uh, so uh, yeah, I moved over to Vancouver and and took this program. It was like a three month program, and then I just it just kind of gave me the insight that I needed, and I just started pursuing, just pounding the cement, the cement, you know, like the pavement, just going for it, and, and did a lot of background work. So that was kind of like my film school. Mm-hmm. Like once I got on set and I did a ton, tons of back, background work, and I just would sit there and watch everyone's position, be like, okay, and the, their lingo and their dialogue, and who's doing what, and it just kind of that was my film school. It's just experience being there, and, and it was also my um, it was also my fridge because at that time we didn't have any money, so <laughs> you're working and you're taking from craft services to fill up your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little harder nowadays, but yeah. yeah. I, you know what I mean? We, we would always be taking, like, you know, instant noodles home and couple mm-hmm. soups and stuff like that so we could eat. But anyways, um, yeah, it was – that kind of got me into it. And then I, I – I, I, after the school and being on set, and I just pasture the, the stunt coordinators and kind of just worked my way up, just, like, literally pounding the, the pavement. Wow. <laughs> Just work my way up. And, and, and it's interesting. Actually. You knew what you wanted to do. I mean, just by watching yeah. that, that you knew that that was a path that you really wanted to do. Yeah. But you did go to the school for three months? I did. You I did. went to the school for three months. Got, like, introductions and, and who's who in the business kind of thing. They kind of give you how to make a resume. Oh, you're freezing up. Oh, hopefully you unfreeze. I'm Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now you're yeah. all right. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I it basically gave me a, a foundation of like how to make a resume, headshots, who's who in in the town, you know, who to f- hit up phone call, how to get on set, kind of things like that. Um, you know, I already had kind of the 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 skill and talent, like because I did a lot of gymnastics and, and um, like I said, break dancing and martial arts and extreme sports and stuff. Uh, so it was just kind of more how to get in there and how to get on set. And, and so once I got on set and I always knew like I wanted to be a filmmaker, not necessarily a stunt person. Like I always wanted to be a director. I just, how, how do I get there? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. How do I get there? Um, so it's, it's, and that was a path. I knew my body. I, I, you know, I knew my skill set. And so I just kind of focused on that. To give me to, to give me the stepping stones to to get me on my path and my goal to sit in the chair of a director like on the painter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so Stephen Paul saw your mm-hmm. potential, obviously yeah. as a director via the work you had done for him through the years. You're right. You never know what doors are going to be open and how they're going to get know. open. And uh, here you are. So uh, this, yeah, let's go back to the painter. Obviously, your skill set as a stunt person, uh, I should, Mm -hmm. rather than I should say stunt man, stunt stunt person. Stunt person. Yeah, really helped. Performer. Performer, performer. a stunt performer, better word to say. Yeah, Yeah, stunt performer really helped you a lot with this film because there's a lots of different stunts throughout this film. Mm -hmm. Did you actually do any of the stunts in this film or were you just having other people do the stunts? Yeah, I, I I leave that now to to I, I'm the kind of guy that um, I have a job. I don't need to take someone else's job. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I got this job, and and I, I you know it's filmmaking is a team effort. You know what I mean? So 
you know, I didn't want to perform. I didn't, I wanted to stay in that chair and focus on, on, on directing, um, you know, which is a challenge in itself. You have every department in your head, you know, like Mm -hmm. having to give answers, having to make choices, having to problem solve. So it's like, you know, stunts. Yeah. It it got me to where I am, but it's, I I left that up to the professionals. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) And let them do what they do now. That's right. So there's lots of twists and turns in this film and lots of um, unique storylines. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And this maybe you it sounded like you had a hand a little bit in writing this. Is that correct? Did you were you involved uh, at all? Just just a little, like just polishing some stuff. Like I said, a lot of this was the brainchild of Stephen, Stephen Paul. So and he worked with the writer, uh, Brian. So I I. I yeah, a little bit, but yeah, the, there was a lot of twists and turns, and um, and that, that's what I would say to to your to your viewers or your listeners is that is that this is kind of like the the jumping off point this film to a bigger world. I, I think it's setting up for a bigger world, uh, the world of the internship, the the interns, these superhero type characters, um, you know, black ops, you know. The hidden hand, you know, type type uh, espionage. So I, I think there's a it's a world bent building piece. So yeah, there's a lot crammed into this film, a lot of twists and turns and who done it and and who's responsible. Uh, that hopefully by the end of it you want more and it sparks off into uh, you know we can explain a little bit more in in, in uh, another film or another couple films, you know. And yes, you do want more. Uh, no question mm-hmm. about that. And it, you're right. It does leave you, well, wanting more, but also believing that this would be a starting point. So are, is there another film in the works? There's rumblings. There's rumblings. <laughs> you know, I think, it's, I think it's always like, you know, how does this do? You know what I mean? Everyone's, you know, how is this going to do? How, how does it received? And then we'll go from there. So, but there are rumblings. So hopefully. That's, Fingers crossed. That's good. That's good. So who, uh, the writer, Stephen came up with the idea, the concept, and then mm-hmm. worked with the writer. Do you have any idea how, what prompted this kind of a story? Because it is rather unique. I mean, there's a lot of it is. to it, and it's very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, it, if I recall, I think it was trying to blend kind of that 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 CIA with a superhero or like kind of that that American hero with with a super super kind of uh hero genre it was like trying to blend it like how how do you come up with this but of course can't make them too superhero cuz you'll never contend with Marvel or DC right like this these big kind of IPs so it was kind of keep it grounded and 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 you know, kind of based in reality, but just have a little heightened, a little like if you were if you had one sense that was a little bit heightened, mm-hmm. how would your life change, or how could you use that as a tool? You know, and then you know when the government or the secret ops gets a hold of that, how do they exploit it? You know, so it's kind of uh, I think he wanted to really to marry those two concepts. You know, I mean, have that high action espionage you know, black ops with a superhero kind of concept and theme. And, and Brian uh, Bucciolato is, is a comic book writer. 
Like he does, um, he works a lot for the DC. He does a lot of writing for the Flash and, and these other big, um, big comic books. So, yeah, it was kind of like uh, a match made in heaven. It is, it is. But I didn't even think about that. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting because you're right. It's it's grounded more in reality. And, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, and it's even though there are some superhuman uh, traits that these characters have or will be having and developing as time goes on too. So uh, that makes it interesting in its own way because it does, it's more, it's just grounded. It's not like, you know, watching a comic book for sure, for sure, but it's very action packed and it keeps you totally there the whole time, you know, uh, going, okay, what's going to happen next in this scene and everything. How, for you, okay, we'll go back to John Voight again, but how was it for you being, this is your first film, correct? Your first feature? Uh, You've done other no, things? I've, I've done I've done uh, another feature uh, in like 2010, 2011. Okay, uh, a while ago. Like a complete, yeah, it was a complete indie, you know, we had like $200,000 and, you know, tried to make this, this horror film, you know, I mean, uh, but yeah, it was called Evil Feet. So yeah, this is kind of like the second attempt at it in the, in the feature world. <laughs> All right. And it's uh, been a long time, a, in be- a long time in between. Yeah. So and I've done a lot of TV and stuff. Right. You've done, Oh no, yeah, I know you've between. done a lot of things in between uh, yeah. into there, but my, que- my, really, my question is, was it intimidating working with, you know, Academy award winning actor, John Voight for, you know, a, oh, this is a big feature. <laughs> ab- absolutely. Absolutely. But it also was kind of a godsend because he's a pro. You know, right. you don't have to worry about him. Like, you know, he he's always hitting his lines. He's nailing it every time. The guy's presence on on the screen is just it's just mesmerizing. So, you know, it was it was it was a blessing. Uh, but again, I, I met John prior to that mm-hmm. as a stunt coordinator when I was working on on these other Stephen Paul films. So, uh, you know, we kind of had like a little bit of a rapport and and and, and a shorthand. So oh, it kind of worked. So yeah. when when I knew that he was on board it was like oh this is great this is perfect great it's great Mm -hmm. who inspires you as a director who do you look up to who do you want to be you know your style to be like perhaps or just that they have influenced you and throughout your career i really uh i enjoy christopher nolan's his films of it's just great Uh, i love his way of telling stories uh, and and I also love the fun storytelling of Tarantino. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that. That's kind of like my where I I kind of got into thinking about directing a little bit more was in the tar- Tarantino age. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he had such a, just a, a, a new way of telling stories and, and and you know filmmaking process. So yeah, I, I'd love to somehow be like those guys one day. <laughs> You're on your way. Come on, and you're on your yeah. way. Hey, you. you're welcome. You're welcome. Where can people see The Painter? I think The Painter right now is streaming on Paramount, Paramount Plus. I Paramount think. Plus, so, okay. Yeah, I think, I think we're up there now. I think we went live last week. So Great. Yeah. Good. So everybody, seek out The Painter on Paramount Plus. And I think it's on VOD, digital it's also yeah. on VOD too, so people can That's find right. it that way too. If they don't, well, if you don't have Paramount Plus, you sub- should subscribe to Paramount Plus for Absolutely. sure. <laughs> so that's number one. But if not, you can find it digitally. Much success with the painter. I look forward to the next 
<laughs> film. Yeah, me, and, me too. And having you back <laughs> on the show to talk about that, Kamani. Much success to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. You're Pleasure. welcome. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. 